Welcome to the Hoops Temple podcast. Y'all know me, Nathan Schwartz. Join me from Denmark, Nico Larson. Hello, hello. Howdy, howdy. We got a fun show today. We're talking play-in. We're talking the... 3-6, we're talking the 4-5 matchups, everything that's been set so far. I'm trying not to predict out too far, but I think we've got a pretty solid show. What do you think, Nico? I mean, we're, we're just really looking forward to all this stuff, right? Yeah. Lean back and enjoy. Do you have a favorite series in the 4-5 or the 3-6 in either the East or West? I'd say the 4-5 uh, in the East is kind of interesting to me because Toronto seems like a really difficult matchup for the Philadelphia 76ers. I was kind of hoping that Dallas-Utah matchup would be a good watch, but it seems like there might be some concerns on whether or not Luka is ready. I'm going to be so sad if Luka misses a couple of games and Utah yeah. advances. Yeah, that would be kind of terrible. Um, he left the last night's game with a calf strain. Don't know how serious it is, but he could be missing some games. A resident Mavs fan friend uh, and podcast host of the Assisted Development Pod, uh, Jordan, was posting that apparently it doesn't sound that serious. Sounds like he'll probably play and... Nothing, yeah. nothing too much to be concerned about, which Dallas and Utah have split their season series with Utah winning the first two games and Dallas winning the two more recent ones. Uh, Lucas statistically performed really well in them. Uh, what am I looking at here? 30, 11, and basically eight assists. So 30 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists on some pretty efficient shooting numbers, 58% true shooting. Yeah. I don't think Lucas scared of this matchup at all. No. But kind of ironically, Utah's one thing that they do, which is only having one good perimeter defender, actually kind of works against Dallas. Like, yeah. You know, you can just have Royce O'Neal guard him all day, and Luka doesn't do a ton of pick and rolls. He doesn't, you know, he does a lot out of the ISO, a lot out of the step back. So, like, Royce actually might be able to stick with him. Um, I, I'm actually a little bit more scared when Dallas goes to the bench and they go two ball handlers, Brunson and Dinwiddie. I guess not bench, but when they bench Luka. Um, so that, yeah. that could be a lot harder for Utah to stop. One thing that is kind of good for, for Dallas, I guess, is that they ha don't have to rely on Kristaps anymore. Getting the ball to Kristaps and, and letting him face off, uh, face up against Rudy Gobert seems like mm -hmm. a great way to waste some positions. And now they don't have to worry about that, at least. Mm -hmm. um, so they can be a little bit more dynamic in their playstyle than they were in the regular season against the Utah Jazz. I think we're going to see a good series uh, between those two teams, if if that, uh, if uh, Luka is uh, ready, of course. Yeah. I was trying to look back at their recent matchups to see if that could give us like any insight to how they would play against each other or like how close these games were. Yeah. And the most recent one was March 27th, and Rudy Gobert didn't play, so I'm kind of throwing that one out. Mm. Second most recent one, March 7th. We got the full Jazz starting five, like usual. For Dallas, looks like they're pretty much their same core here, and Dallas wins this game pretty easily by eight points, uh, and that's with Utah making a, a 
great run in the fourth, outscoring Dallas by nine. So Utah, like th- this was a wider game that narrowed at the end, um, not not the other way around. So I, I think Dallas has to go into this extremely confident. Yeah. Even with Luca's injury, I'm taking Dallas in five. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm also with you on that. Um, I think Dallas have improved uh, tremendously throughout the season in terms of their defense. Utah has been averaging 113 points against Dallas Mavericks. I don't think they will average that high numbers against Dallas anymore. It's been it, it looks like there's been some pretty good matchups uh, in the regular season in terms of high scoring and both in terms of. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley has been playing great against Dallas uh, and vice versa. Uh, Luca has been playing amazing against uh, Utah. So I think we're going to see some good games. Yeah, Mitchell's had had some okay runs, um, but he's a little bit below his you know season averages. Uh, he's only shooting 40% from the field against Dallas. Okay, okay. So well, whatever mix of defense, I, I really just think that Dallas is going to, they're going to be able to pull Gobert out of the paint and then you know they've got other guards that can penetrate and i think that's been uh been utah's achilles heel so yeah. we're both going dallas in five yeah five or six i think well which do you think five or six Let, let's go with five like i, I right. i'm not really that high on utah this season i gotta say yeah it'd be one thing if they were like a strong cohesive unit yeah and like if you're not going to be the top team and not going to have top tier talent you have to have cohesion yeah the pistons in 04 not the most skilled team didn't have the best superstars but they all work together and like you know we're pretty copacetic utah no nah. what about in the east you had mentioned philly versus toronto mm-hmm. oh, is that your most exciting series of the four five and three six we're going to save uh the one eight and the two seven till the post play in and rounds just kind of let that settle also just yeah. looking at three yeah, because like I, I think the two seven might be the most exciting first round uh, matchup uh, this uh, season. <laughs> but um, Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago Bulls don't really spare the Bulls that many chances. No, but but the Philly Toronto really has an interesting matchup going on. Like nobody on the Toronto Raptors can match up with Embiid one on one, but mm-hmm. the Toronto Raptors have so many guys with long wings. Uh, wingspans that it seems like they can terrorize and beat so much that he doesn't seem to perform that well against toronto i think the last game was a loss against uh, toronto right yes the last two games went to the raptors favor the raptors are three and one against the 76ers although not everyone has played in every matchup yeah but uh, toronto has so many long and <laughs> long boys who can defend and, and that seems like a great way to, to match up against both Harden and Embiid, to be honest. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, if you try to run some Harden and Embiid pick and roll, like, what? You probably have Pascal or um, Precious Achua guarding in Embiid, and then you have you got Scotty Barnes or OG Ananobi guarding Harden, and if you just switch those, like, it, it's still pretty good. It's still pretty solid defense. Yeah. But Toronto doesn't have, like, any one big man I'm like, ah, he's going to do a decent job on Embiid. But I think, you know, they can put out a lineup of five players that if they were to be switched on Embiid, you wouldn't hate it. You wouldn't. I mean, even like Gary Trent Jr., who's small, he's sturdy and he can get leverage. Um, And like, I wouldn't hate him or or Fred Van Vliet 
you know, on a one or two off possession basis. And I don't think Philadelphia is going to run their offense enough to try to generate those switches uh, and try to get and be the post post mismatches. Man, I cannot speak today. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. And yet so much of me just says like Philly is just the overwhelming talented favorite. How can Philly not advance? But everything I'm looking at tells me I should pick Toronto. Yeah, uh, I mean, in my opinion, I think this run wraps is a better team, like all around. But of course, mm-hmm. like Philly have the better players uh, in terms of Embiid and James Harden. I, th- I, just, I just think they're very top heavy. I'm not in particular in love with their role players, especially now when it's just come out that Matisse Thibel won't be traveling with the Sixers to Toronto. Yeah, that's a what big a blow. blow. There's there's been a lot of talk and debate on different podcasts about who's going to be all defensive teams and like Matisse keeps getting mentioned and considered and oh man like he has had a truly impressive season and to not have him when you're going to go up against Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., Scotty Barnes, and OG like Philly doesn't have a wing a, a second wing defender so I'm almost chalking up those Toronto games or games in Toronto as wins wins for the Raptors. I think that might be the series that I'm looking mostly forward to, just because I think it's got a lot of interesting aspects. The Toronto uh, Raptors defense, that's what I'm looking forward to most, seeing what they can do. Yeah, I don't know if they ever played the the fully 6'9 squad, or the mm. 69 squad, as I'm yeah. going to call them. <laughs> nice. But let me, let me pull that up real quick here. I mean, I guess they've got they've got multiple iterations that they could even do with it. It's um, but let's let's just go with the best. OG Pascal, Scotty. Um, you got Chris Boucher, right? Yeah, I'm thinking Boucher. And you know, what, let's just do press Chua. Yeah, Chua. I guess I don't know if he says Scotty Barnes. Yep, yep. Thad Young might be also in in that region. Oh, they did do it. They did play the 69 squad for 25 <laughs> minutes this season. Nice. Where they were a net positive of fourteen point seven five. Yeah. Please play this lineup. I just I want to see that much length try to go up against Joel Embiid. Yeah, and they can do that because because like if Philly is going to play Tobias Harris at at the small forward position, mm-hmm. uh, which might be the way to go for for Philly, then I mean Precious Achua at, at small forward might not be unrealistic. Um, so they can go like. Uh, Chris Boucher, uh, Pascal Siakam, Precious Achuva, Scotty Barnes, and Ochenobi. That could be pretty interesting. They're so versatile. Mm. And like Philly Philly came on in and looked like world beaters when they first got hard in. I think I was part of that, you know, not that we're media, but part of that contingent that was just like, yeah, I think I think they could do it. I think they could win a championship. And it's just been kind of miserable since. Yeah. They've really fallen apart. Harden has not looked good. Maybe he's just saved himself for the playoffs. Was, you know, he showed up, showed what he could do, and is now like taking taking a couple of weeks off. But I, I would be really scared uh, of a Philly upset. And I think I think I'm actually going to say Raptors and six for this series. Yeah, I think uh, six. That would imply that they're winning at home, right? Yeah, I feel like they feel like they have to win at home. They're not going to win it on the road. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm gonna join you in on that one. I, I really, yes. I, I just also just like, 
I'm just really looking forward to seeing what the Toronto Raptors can do because I think they're kind of here late in the season to figure out how to really do something uh, special. They're not looking like any other team in the league right now. And also just really love to see James Harden fail right now. So that's where I'm at. Ignoring their last game, um, just because no one no one played anyone, the Raptors went 8-2 and two, who in their final, well, in games 72 through 81. So 10 games prior to the last game, which was an obvious tank job. Uh, they won by an average of nine points per game, limiting opponents to 106 points. Uh, limiting opponents field goal percentage three-point percentage well, i guess that's not really that limited i was going to say to 46 and 37 but hey 37 from three is still still good actually better than what the raptors shot but toronto is dominating the boards they're keeping the ball moving they're getting 9.3 steals a game over that 10 game stretch i think toronto is ready i think uh yeah. i think poor joel Embiid is going to have flashbacks to Kawhi's you know, was it five, six bounce shot and uh, heading home? So, do you spare um, Denver any chances against Golden State? You know, not to be too fully um, hipsterdom or like hot takey, but I was really starting to think about could the Nuggets win? And you know, we, I, I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. I think there's probably even a pretty good chance. I wouldn't. Um, it, it wouldn't shock me. Would it shock you if if Denver won? I think it's tough. Like, I, I really don't know, to be honest. So, Golden State, I feel like Clay has really... He's play, played himself in shape now. Mm-hmm. If Draymond is ready, it's going to be really tough. If Draymond is still not really ready, maybe they have a chance. Um, yeah, and it's just so hard to know because, like, he's yeah. played in... What is this? The last 12 games? Or he's played in... 12 of the last 14 games took and taken off back-to-backs for rest um yeah. but the games that he ducked out of were memphis and miami which would have been really nice to see how he looked against those teams um because the warriors last four games pelicans spurs lakers and kings is is a pretty easy you know run of games i mean he's playing under 30 minutes in three out of the four um so you know the numbers aren't there or it's it's hard to see him in these limited bursts and if he's really all the way back. Um, but you know, Jokic is a big body, and I don't think Golden State really has. They don't have a good person to go go against him. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like Nikola Jokic is just a really hard matchup for the Golden State Warriors. But I'm just not sure that I can rely on all the other guys on the on the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really see Aaron Gordon as like a, a guy who will take charge in the playoffs. But other than that, I mean, they have some some exciting players. Um, maybe not one that will make the biggest difference, but like Facundo Campasso has been playing a lot of playoff basketball and in, in like international tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like he's not shy at all when it comes to uh, performing when it matters. Um, but as- other than that, I mean, it's... Yeah, they got Jeff Green, but like... Yeah, Jeff Green, what, 46-year-old Jeff Green? And that's fifth <laughs> in the team in minutes. Yeah. I was looking back to try to find if they ever played each other full strength. Um, and the Nuggets play... The Nuggets play the Warriors like right after Christmas. And I remember the Warriors were so hot going into that Christmas Day game. Um, but unfortunately, Golden State is without Draymond Green. 
And so that's kind of a bad comparison. Uh, they played them again and without Green, but uh, Golden or the the Nuggets are three and one against Golden State. Although several of the games have been close, several of the games have been without Draymond Green. It's just it's hard to find a matchup that actually everyone played in. But what is clear is that Jokic is going to dominate the boards or it's against uh, against Golden State, and you know he got 19 rebounds in one game, 17 in another. If you combine in a like 15 plus rebound game with a 30 plus point night and then just tack in i mean somewhere between six to eight assists like that is really hard to overcome yeah i don't know where i'm at with that matchup but i kind of just want to pick golden state warriors to be honest and how many games yeah i mean i'm I'm trying to figure out in my big brain here if we are either going to see the golden state warriors just win four in a row i think Mm -hmm. Are we actually going to see Denver Nuggets uh, compete in seven games? I think it's either it's either or, either or for me. <laughs> I'm just going to go uh, Golden State Warriors in four. Ooh. Yeah, see, like I, I fully understand it, and I'm so torn because I think I think there's a legitimate chance that the Warriors win the championship um, yeah. if Curry is healthy. They are my second favorite team to make it out of the West. They're really not looking that bad, right? Yeah, no, they're they're incredible. I just it's it's like rock paper scissors where yeah. the Warriors are rock, ninety percent of the league is scissors, and I'm just trying to figure out if I think Jokic is paper. Yeah, that's why I'm so torn. Like either Jokic is enough, and it's gonna be a tough, tough series for the Warriors, or he isn't enough, and they're gonna just gonna be blown out by the Warriors. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough with that one. I, I think I, I think I still have to stick with Golden State winning it. I I can't quite talk myself into Jokic as much as I want to. Yeah, I'd almost be tempted to just be like, "All right, Jokic, you have to score 100 points because we are going to just defend all of your teammates. We're going to play you single coverage all series long, and we know yeah. that you eat us up, but we're just going to let you do it." Uh, because we know you don't want to. We know Jokic wants to be a passer. And yeah. I- I'm going to take Golden State in six. All right. I don't like it. Maybe, maybe more reasonable. More reasonable. But hey, <laughs> I-, I actually considered, and I totally forgot when we started this podcast, I considered ma- like laying out uh, that we're going to cover these four series. And you could choose one in four, one in five, one in six, and one in seven. But you couldn't repeat any of those numbers. Yeah. I thought that would make it more interesting, maybe a little bit less honest. Um, but yeah, like, yeah. You, you have to limit them. Yeah. So, do you, actually, do you want to do that? You want to backtrack and say that we can't have duplicate hit series games? Um. Yeah, we can do that. Like, I'm just gonna go. Uh, let's see. Toronto winning in six. I could just stick with my Golden State Warriors in four. You could, but that also. But what about Chicago, uh, Milwaukee? Because I think that. That is my series pick for a sweep. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Uh, I think I think uh, the Bulls could be winning a, a game or two. Maybe not two. Maybe just a game. Nah, they're missing Vooch as well, right? Yeah. So they're without both Lonzo and Vooch. Hmm. Yeah, that might be a good sweep. All right. Can I go? Can I go Bucks and five? Yeah, you can. You can do whatever you want. You just can't repeat in series games. So one. One of these four fives and one of these uh, three sixes has to be 
a four game series, a five game series, a six game series, and a seven game series. Mm. And I do just want to correct to myself from a second ago. Vucevic is still playing, so they're he only short playing. Months, though. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. It's very questionable because <laughs> he just doesn't bring anything on defense. Although he does move the ball, and he is kind of yeah. kind of point guard e in just his passing skills. Wasn't being yeah. an offensive hub. <sighs> I think the Rosen is gonna lead them to a victory. Okay. Um, so let's go boxing in finals. Yeah, I mean, I just think that Milwaukee's gonna gonna when it comes to playoff time. Mm-hmm. And um, <sighs> they're just so much better than the Bulls. So the last time these two teams faced was March twenty second, Chicago was able to play their starting five of DeRozan, Levine, Vooch, Caruso, and Javante Green. With AO and White on the bench, with Patrick Williams back, with Tristan Thompson. Like they had their they were healthy. They played their lineup uh and Milwaukee steamrolled them. Yeah. Milwaukee won by a just under 30 points and Giannis played under 30 minutes uh and they didn't even play Chris Middleton. Right. Like, that is literally it's one game and should not be context for the entire series, but that's why I just feel so confident in a Bucks sweep over the Bulls. Yeah, they just seem the Bucks at least just seem to have players in every position that can defend pretty well against the Bulls. Yeah, they don't really have any um, weaknesses against the Bulls. And I know, I know rebounds get overrated as a statistic, but Milwaukee is just going to dominate Chicago on the boards. Yeah. Chicago doesn't have a plus rebounder in their starting lineup if it's going to be that DeRozan, Levine, Vucevic, Caruso, and Green. Like those are all, they probably all should be shooting guards, point guards, small forwards. Like they're, that's not really a power forward in the bunch. Uh, and we saw the last time the teams matched up, Giannis had 17 rebounds um, and, and the Bucks won, limiting in the Bulls to like 30 something rebounds. It, it's, it's kind of a constant. And when these teams face off, is, Milwaukee is just a better rebounding team. Chicago's not getting second chance looks. So that's why I feel really confident in that one of all of them being a sweep. Mm. Uh, is Brooke, Brooke Lopez playing uh, in like full strength again? Yeah, he's been looking pretty good. I haven't really been watching any games with him. I caught their their game against, against uh, Boston the other night. Right. And I, Milwaukee's clicking. Milwaukee held the lead pretty much the entire game. Celtics came back late in the fourth but it um i I never felt like the lead was in jeopardy even when the celtics took a lead um, milwaukee just they had it they had the composure that says we've been here we've done it and we're gonna do it again with with bro globus back i feel like the milwaukee bucks uh could actually sweep that way again uh through through uh the first two rounds yeah you're not much of a scoring title guy are you no, not really. I know Embiid won it. I'm so bummed at like how it came down to because I've been doing my top 100 series on TikTok and like yeah. I was looking into David Thompson and him winning or actually he lost the scoring title against George Gervin and the one scored 60 something points the final night. The other scored was like 50. And it was like the two of them were trying to outscore each other. I remember David Robinson had a night like that. I forget who he was going against. But I was really hoping, because um, these guys were so close, Giannis, Embiid, uh, and and LeBron. And then LeBron just sits out the last several games. He doesn't even qualify from a games played standpoint. Uh, right. the, 
the Bucks just bench Giannis and like just everyone punts and they're like, okay, cool. I guess, yeah. I guess it's like two games left. I was really hoping for a, a final night magic of uh, of at least like a couple masterful scoring points or yeah. scoring nights. But but that's what I love about the Milwaukee Bucks this season. Like like feel, I feel like they're all business. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you see Embiid out there crying like, "Hey, if I don't win MVP, it'll be yeah. because people don't like me." And Giannis just being like, "Yeah, I don't worry about that stuff. That's not what matters." Yeah. And just just prevents you from winning championships. Like that is yeah. That- that's a, that's such a so much better mindset. I mean, and like it's it's also easier to say. And I, you know, not to just dunk on Embiid, but like Giannis, he's won the two who MVPs. He's won a championship. Like there's there's nothing for him to gain by winning another MVP aside from the fact that it will arbitrarily help him in my matrix, which considers awards. But mm-hmm. like I don't I don't think that matters at all to him. Um, I think. I think he is really focused on the championships and yeah. for Embiid who hasn't gotten any of those accolades, like, you know, you kind of want to build the resume. Um, so I, yeah. I don't blame Embiid for wanting that, but it's just much healthier place for Giannis. Yeah. Well, I think that's all of the, the series that we actually know about at this moment. Do you have any thoughts on the play in games? What play in series are you most excited for or play in game? I should say. I want to say definitely the uh, Brooklyn Nets Cleveland series. I I don't know. Do you feel like Cleveland even has a shot in this game? Not really. <laughs> but but I really enjoy watching uh, Cleveland and yeah. I mean, if Kevin Love can, uh, did you see his? Um, uh, I don't remember the line fully, but like he scored his thirty and fifteen. Yeah, in, in like twenty minutes or something. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty amazing. Insane. Yeah. Maybe if we can bring that to the table, <laughs> uh, they have a shot. But <laughs> it's just going to be nice to see Kyrie back uh, at full strength against Cleveland. Yeah, but I mean, really, in terms of the most competitive matchup, I think Minnesota and Clippers is going to give us the best series. Yeah. Or real, I, I don't know. I mean, San Antonio Spurs also looked pretty good no. in the second half. Yeah. And no. I mean, Pelicans. They're playing Pelicans. Yeah, <laughs> kind of wish the 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 Pelicans got the eighth seed, but like, wouldn't it be great to see the San Antonio Spurs in the playoffs again? No, <laughs> no, it would not. I kind I kind of like. Uh, I've always been uh, like it, a Spurs fan on the download just because I really loved um, Tim Duncan. <laughs> and like I kind of dropped them uh, after they they kind of started to lose again. I see a fair weather Spurs fan Just cheering for yeah. the good job. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but but honestly, I wouldn't hate to see them in the playoffs again. And like, who are they gonna match up against if they win in the play-in? So the highest the Spurs can get is gonna be the eighth. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have to cheer for one of your two loves. Nah, because if is not around anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so the loyalty for the Suns goes right out the window. As as yeah. Yeah, no, I don't care anymore. Oh, god. Nah, but the, the, I mean, both the Pelicans and the Spurs is going to be, like, they're going to be demolished uh, by the Suns, I think. Yeah. So it that's, like, probably the least relevant series. Well, so the way... The way the play-in works is you got the 7-8 matchup for the 7th seed. So yeah. either Clippers or Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, and then 
the loser would play the winner of the Spurs Pelicans. And I think we both agree that if either the Spurs or Pelicans make it, they're getting swept. That's what I'm thinking. But I, but think- I mean, the Clippers, man, they, they could easily, or maybe not easily, but they, they could advance to the second round. Isn't it just like an exercise in futility? If you're like, man, the Clippers who didn't have half their roster the whole year and now are getting them back at just the right moment. Yeah, I've, that's got to be planned, right? I, mean, I, I, I said to Dylan that this is this is cheating. <laughs> but I, they, they had to have planned this out. Chris Haynes is still reporting that Kawhi could return this season, which yeah. if, just imagine, like, and I can totally see the Clippers being that secretive. They're like, Kawhi is ready, and they just unleash him in the play-in game. Like, imagine if if he's just like, this is his healthiest playoff run since he, he went down uh, as a Spurs. Yeah. That, that would be ter- uh, terrifying. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Minnesota wins their game and gets to be, gets to stay the seven. I kind of I kind of favor the Clippers. Yeah, me too. Like defensively, Paul George, he is actually a pretty good matchup for Carl Anthony Towns. Like he's given up a little mm. bit in the height, but he still has long arms and he's equally mobile uh, and, and he's he knows the tricks of the trade. So yeah. I could see him actually doing a half decent job and like vice versa. Um, Jared Vanderbilt is probably a good guy to defend Paul George, although he might get baited into a lot of fouls. Yeah. And also just, I think the Clippers have, they have a pretty decent amount of uh, pretty good uh, guards in terms mm-hmm. of offense. And I think the Minnesota's Timberwolves is going to have a hard time defending both like Norm Powell, um, uh, Luke Kennard, and Richie Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, getting Powell back big was late. Mm. I, I know, I know the Thunder were tanking, but can you guess how much the Clippers won by last night? Mm, actually, didn't watch that. Um, oh, you weren't let... watching Clippers Thunder on the last day of the season? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I really wanted to, but. Just, uh, just haven't gotten to it in the DVR queue. Maybe, maybe next week. Yeah, maybe. maybe uh, uh, let's give it a few months. <laughs> like, I really have uh, in a really big dry spell. I might turn it on. Nah, uh, they probably blew, blew, blew them up by like 30. 50. 50, yeah. <laughs> who, who would have seen Thunder playing with uh, like, uh, in, in terms of their roster? Yeah, so they benched Pokashevsky because yeah, know, he's too good. Too good. They benched yeah. Teo Maladon. Uh, so they played Xavier Simpson, Jalen Horde, who is the reason why I lost my fantasy basketball championships. Me too. Me too. God damn it! I, I picked up Jalen Horde. Um, Wait. Uh, yeah, but, but like, um, who was it? I think it was Terrence Mann actually, who who didn't do anything. Oh, see the other, uh, I got hard, hard. The guy I was playing with got Horde, and I think Horde okay. was like the fourth leading scorer in our series. Yeah. And I was just like, are, are you kidding me? Like, this team, my team, has been falling apart since day one and with injuries. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure listeners don't really want to hear this, but I have been fighting and ad dropping. I ad dropped my way to the championship. Yeah. And then I picked Saban Lee, and he picked Jalen Horde one night, and Horde just stayed on fire and Saban got shut down because he was too good. Who, 
Who saw that one coming? It was Talon Horton Tucker for me. Mm. Oh, I could have told you not to pick up Talon Horton Tucker. Oh, wait, did he beat you? Did, was Talon going off in the finals? Uh, uh, against Golden State, he, he put up... Uh, I was playing points league, and he was putting up 58, 38, and then I picked him up, and he gave me 17. <laughs> uh, I lost, like, 20 points, I think. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, 28 points I lost. I'm going to just put this out right now. Fantasy leagues need to end one week prior to the season because yeah, for these real. leagues that go to the last week, it's just a crapshoot. Yeah. Spoken like a truly bitter second place finisher. Yeah. I had a couple of guys like Woodridge and stuff that I was dropping because they, they looked out and I picked up some other guys and then two of those guys were out as well, but they just didn't put it out before the game. Yeah. Oh, one of my leagues, oh. I had Drew Holiday, and they're like, he's playing. And then he plays that like 17 seconds it's to get yeah. his, uh, to hit his games played bonus. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. I wish I had known about it because this man, do you remember when Draymond did that for the, the clay game? And yeah. like a ton of betting sites didn't know about it. And everyone just picked the under for all of his lines and made a ton of money. Hmm. It just, That'd be nice to know. Yeah, but all right. So we're back to the Clippers. There's um, right. Timberwolves. Are you taking the Clippers over the Timberwolves? Or are you taking the Timberwolves over the Clippers? No, I'm going with the Clippers for sure. All right. So Clippers get seven in the uh, second play-in game. Who you got? Timberwolves or I'm just going to say Pelicans. I'm not not even entertaining the Spurs here. Or the, <laughs> the Pelicans are winning. I, I think that's a little bit tougher because I think that's a matter of who's the hotter team i feel like there might be a chance if if the clippers kind of like win too much against the minnesota like maybe they are not too confident going into the next game uh that, that i mean that's tougher for me because i really like the pelicans and well i i did kind of mention them as as the surprise of this year's playoffs the darkest of final contenders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm just going to stick with that and go with the Pelicans. Oh, how heartbreaking would it be for Minnesota to not make the playoffs after this year? Yeah, that would suck. Like 46 wins and you still don't get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Uh, the last time these two teams played each other was back in January. So I don't think we can take too much away from that. Mm-hmm. But it was a Pelicans victory. And that was... yeah. Like Valanciunas is, I'd say he could be a pretty good defender against Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know if he's got the foot speed. Yeah, that's yeah. It's gonna be tough when he's uh, when Cat is like playing behind the three point line. I I do kind of like it on offense for the Pelicans. Yeah, you know you can. I mean you're gonna dump it down to him, and Cat doesn't want any part of that physical pounding. (laughs) Yeah. No, that shouldn't be your offense. You don't want to keep dumping it down to him. Uh, and no. he has struggled against Minnesota. He's only hitting forty four percent from the field, which hmm. you know his usual is fifty four, so significantly worse. But I think if you put him down on the block a few times to just hit Towns, Towns isn't going to like that. That's not going to be a fun day for Towns. And I, I kind of wonder if you could, you know, wilt him, especially if he did just lose to the Clippers. Uh, I don't. I don't entirely rule it out, but I think I'm still taking Minnesota to make the eight. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) 
I don't know how much are you putting into all these injury reports right now. Isn't it mostly just because the players are resting? Yeah, like that's like 100%. Ingram supposed to be out with hamstring, like probably just resting, right? Probably. Herb Jones is out with some leg injury thing, but like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can probably just grab their most recent box scores and verify that everyone played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just. It's like when you said, hey, Chris Paul's just going to take a few weeks off of, w- of when he uh, broke whatever bone in his hand right around All-Star. Or that, w- that was a great shout out because, yeah, everyone's really healthy. Yeah. Well, in the East, yeah. we got uh, Cleveland, Brooklyn. I don't right. think either of us are giving Cleveland much of a chance, especially without Jared Allen. I think if he had been there, it would be something different. Yeah, definitely. But the double big lineups or the triple big with Markkanen just doesn't look as good without Allen's versatility defensively. Yeah. Like you're now kind of forced if you want to go triple big to use like Dean Wade or Kevin Love. And it's just that's a huge step down defensively. Yeah. But I mean, the biggest thing for me, like I don't think Cleveland has like any good defenders against um, Kevin Durant. I mean, Mobley maybe. Uh, Mobley is... He's definitely he projects as their best defender against Durant. And yeah, like definitely moving forward, it would be great to see him play Durant in a series or in you know just over a couple of years because I think he could become that type of player. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're putting a rookie against one of the greatest scorers of all time. <laughs> yeah, and maybe Durant is a hair past his prime, but that that still is. He's he's just an amazing scorer, so I think he's going to roast them. And yeah, like it, you're putting the greatest uh, scorer of all time up against a rookie. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. So then that leaves uh, who's Cleveland going to face coming out of the nine ten? Do you have any preferences on the Atlanta Hawks, uh, Charlotte Hornets? Is Miles Bridges getting the Hornets to the playoffs? <laughs> That'd be cool, but like. I mean, Charlotte might be the most fun team in these playing games, but isn't the Atlanta just going to win that series? I don't know. I'm I'm tempted to pick pick Charlotte. Hmm? They're they're really similar franchises. Atlanta is second in offensive rating and 26th in defensive rating. Charlotte is ninth in offensive and 23rd in defense. So they're both all offensive ratings. I don't know what the over is going to be in total points scored, but mm-hmm. if it's anything less than two, 230, like you, you have to just smash the over. Like this should be a 130 to 135 point game when it's all said and done. Yeah. And I think it's just going to kind of come down to who's hitting. They've been averaging 115 points per game uh, in their matchups against each other. That's wild. Like, just just checking in on who took the most recent game. Charlotte did beat Atlanta March 16th, so it is a recent one. Yeah. Uh, the Hawks did have their kind of typical starters out there, or, you know, eh, they were missing. No, no, they I, they just started Gallo for some reason. I don't, I don't really see why, but they decided to start Gallinari. And- yeah, that was a thing. But, like, they played uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic 32 minutes off the bench. Uh but yeah, it was the regular starters uh, playing, and uh, seems seemed like the biggest thing was that Hornets were able to shoot around fifty percent against them. So, like, seems like Hawks don't actually have any defenders against the uh, Hornets. 
Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Like the Hornets can just attack from so many different levels, mm. especially with Montrez Harrell as as an off the bench scorer. Um, still no defense, but it's kind of funny because they've kind of moved past Gordon Hayward. I'm starting to hear a lot of buzz about Hayward um, possibly getting moved this offseason. I think any Hayward for Westbrook talk is way, way too um, too favorable to the Lakers. Maybe maybe like um, Westbrook in a first-round pick for Hayward? I mean, <laughs> if the Lakers can pull that off, I would be ecstatic. Yeah. That, that would be like the best possible trade offer. Yeah. But... But I mean, in terms of I, the series, I just, I just think that Hornets seems like such a confident bunch that mm-hmm. I, I don't have any problem picking them, picking them over both Atlanta and I guess also over Cleveland, to be honest. Yeah, I, I guess this is the point of the play-in of, hey, teams that started strong, but who have some major injuries at the end of the year. You know, instead of watching you get smacked in the playoffs and having a really dull series, let's have a team that's pushing towards the end or maybe a team that had the injuries early on um, and, and is now looking to score or is now looking to make the move like it, you know, cycle, cycle out the teams that are, are hurt and are struggling at the end for teams that are are catching their stride. And yeah, I, I agree. I think we're going to see Charlotte in the playoffs and I hope to see it. The only sad thing about um, Boston making the second uh, seed is that we're, we're probably not going to see Terry Rosier against Boston. That would be so cool yeah. if we had a Boston and, and Sean Hornets matchup in the first round. I'm trying to remember back. Who was the Scary Terry series against? Was yeah. it against Milwaukee? don't remember. It was because it was him versus Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, that might be right. Yeah, that would have been another good matchup to try to see, but... Eh, you know what? Miami's the one seed. Miami will smoke whoever comes out of the eight. Yeah, it's say so as well. I mean, maybe not smoke them if it's Brooklyn, but I I would still think that Miami's the favorite. I'm interested to see how these play out. I know we've got Dylan coming back on for our next show, so we can save the the one and two who series yeah. for when we know who they're actually playing. Yeah. When will the play-ins be finished? Playoffs will start on April 16th. That's on Saturday. Yeah, so we got the play-in tournament kicking off on Tuesday, um, and it looks like it's uh, looks like teams are playing in back-to-backs. No, all right. So they're gonna play Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, matchup. and then they have. Uh, I guess the the play-in finals would be on Friday. Yep, and then hopefully all of the the one eight or sorry the two seven. Hopefully the teams that are playing on. And Friday, don't play Saturday, the first day of the playoffs. Yeah. Seems like, yeah. There is one one team that's going to be playing on Saturday as well. The uh, series against Memphis will be playing on Friday, Saturday. So, yeah. Oh, man. So, whoever plays in the West uh, play-in game. Yeah. It's going to be painful. Has to do a back-to-back. Yeah. Ooh, that could be... That could suck. I mean, if it's like... If it's the Clippers... Say the Clippers lose to Minnesota, you have to play Clippers. Um, I, I presumably Friday night, and then have to travel to to Memphis. I mean, if it's Minnesota, or if the game's hosted in Minnesota, like that's not that far of a travel. But Clippers, that's a cross country yeah. flight. Tough game as well against the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, don't they? They got some young legs. 
and they're physical. They are both young, yeah. fast, and physical. Right. Which is just just a hard combination to go against. Yeah. So maybe we can predict that the uh, first game in the Memphis series will be a Memphis win. <laughs> yeah, that feels like a pretty pretty easy thing. Just toss it in your parlays. If you're going to yeah. go bet, put it in your parlays. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoy the playoffs. Go like and follow us on whatever social media platform you use most, including TikTok. 